It's time to experience the Synergy Connection Show with your host, Lucy Forsting. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Synergy Connection Show, where we connect the dots between our physical, emotional, spiritual, <clears throat> and um, oh, I don't know whether I said it correctly, the physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual aspects of who we are as human beings. And so I have as a returning guest, Margot Lovett, and she's out in the LA area. Um, so there's quite a, a time difference here. But uh, Fortunately, she was able to squeeze me into her busy schedule, and I was able to get her back on the show. Um, one of the things that I think is so important, and I keep talking about this um, because here we are two years into this COVID virus and all the variants, is just how very important it is for each of us to take personal responsibility for our health. Uh, we now know that the vaccine does not mean that you cannot come down with COVID. Um, at the beginning, we thought it would protect us totally. And there are still people obviously that are getting breakthrough cases and we have new variants and they want more boosters. And you know, that's all good and fine. I'm not gonna say don't do it because a lot of people do have uh, conditions where they need to protect themselves and it does add a layer, but it's not the only layer. And I guess that's what I wanna point out is that you really do need to take responsibility for how are you sleeping? How are you managing your stress? We know that stress creates all kinds of problems for us physically because it diminishes our immune system. What is your immune system? You know, are you looking at your D3 level? Do you know what that number is? You want it to be above 70. It's a simple blood test. That's all you have to do is ask your doctor to run a D3 test. How about your inflammation level? You know, that is where all disease begins. That is another simple blood test. It's called the C-reactive protein test. And you want that number to be below one. And a lot of people do not have anywhere near that. If you've got a four or a five, you've got problems. Um, mine is a 0.3. And so you want to make sure that you're doing what you can to get that inflammation level down. Um, I use products from several sources, but one of them is a sponsor of this program. It's called Boomers Forever Young. And if you go to my website, there's a link to a free health newsletter there. You can go in, you can read their newsletter, you can look at their testimonies, you can look at their blogs, you can look at their videos and see if some of it doesn't make sense to you. Uh, one of the products that I do use faithfully is called Gladiator Barley. And after the age of 50, you lose 1% of your muscle mass every single year. So if you're 70, you've lost 20%. If you're 60, you've lost 10%. And that your muscles are what hold you upright, right? <laughs> so you need to make sure that you're maintaining that muscle so that you don't fall, that you don't break a hip or you don't break you know, some other part of your body because you're getting weaker instead of stronger. So the gladiator barley actually removes toxins from the body it rebuilds muscle and it reduces inflammation. And like I said, mine is a 0.3. A lot of people who have diabetes, their inflammation level is very high. It's six or seven. And so um, you want to make sure that that inflammation level comes down. Otherwise you're looking at serious health complications from being diabetic. Um, so go look, go look at their website, go you know, read the information there, see if it makes sense to you. Um, I just know that we have to do our part. And if we take the vaccine, that's fine, but you have to do more than just take the vaccine and believe you're gonna be okay. So I'm off my soapbox for the moment. <laughs> I, I do, I get rather passionate about helping people understand health and wellness. And that's why the Synergy Connection Show connects these dots, is if you're emotionally under stress, your health isn't going to be good. If you're not taking care of your health, your emotions are not going to be good. If you don't have those things going for you, then you can't get to the spiritual, you know, or the, <clears throat> the mental because it's too much to try to do all of it. And your body can only do so much at a time. So if you can learn to balance them, it'll be to your benefit for sure. 
All right. So Margo is back with me, like I said, and she's out there in L.A. My parents used to live in Santa Monica, so I used to visit the L.A. area quite frequently. I was very familiar with LAX, which is a huge, busy, busy, busy airport. And uh, she's the creator and host of a program, a podcast called Her Business, Her Voice, Her Conversation. And she ended 26 years of employment and then decided to follow this passionate hobby of hers, which was internet radio. And she formed her company um, and her podcast in 2017. So welcome back, Margot. I'm just thrilled to have you back again. I think we are kindred spirits for sure. And we're going to be talking today about not being afraid to take a risk, Oh yeah. you know, learning how to jump in with both feet. Thank you for asking me to come back again. Lucy, I agree. We are kindred spirits. We really, really I are. Think so. I think so. There's that your favorite word, synergy. There synergy. is a yep. synergy here. Yep. No certain. So yep. thank you. Oh, you're very welcome. So you took a risk, you know, when you, you know, left corporate America and said, nope, uh, I'm not resonating with that anymore. That isn't where my soul is. That's not what I want to do. But what, how did you actually get into doing your podcast? And then what do you want to do now? I mean, you're going to be taking some additional risks and you can't be afraid, you know, and I know you said when we were talking the other day that some of your, um, I don't know whether they were colleagues or friends or both, but, you know, they would talk the talk, you know, they would say, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this, but they never walk the walk. They never Mm -hmm. took action. And so it's time for all of us, if we're really moving into a different mindset, uh, a different way of uh, bringing or attracting our reality that we want. So we have to begin to do things differently. So how do you get somebody to not be afraid to just go for it? You know, her business, her voice, her conversation is built for inspiration. I totally believe because of how I was able to reinvent and become a podcaster. When you see someone else doing what you want to do, when you're honest and you say, I really want to do that. And you admit that you're fearful or you don't know, or I don't have the time or no, I don't have the money. There's always something blocking you, always something there. But I believe that if we keep bringing inspiration And it's not intimidating and it's not forced upon a person. Uh If we keep bringing people that a person sooner or later, that person is going to hear the person that's on that episode, or they're going to see that concept or that idea or that step moving forward. If we consistently feed inspiration sooner or later, you're going to say, I'm going to reach out to that person. I'm going to reach out to Lucy and find out how do I connect all the dots. I'm going to talk to Margo and find out, you know, how do I get the grit and the gumption to quit this job after 26 <laughs> years? And you know what, Lucy, when we look at the headlines, a lot of people are there. That great resignation, where did that come from? And what are people doing now? So all the more, I feel that it's my obligation to make sure that I'm bringing inspiration. And when someone asks me about my reinvention, that I don't build up this huge I, 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 or me, 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 impossible dream that you can not possibly accomplish on your own. No, let people know that we're all different. But if I did it, you can also first mm-hmm. identify your outcome. Why are you even thinking along these lines? That's where I began. Be honest. Are you chasing the dollar? Are you chasing your passion? Uh, did your mama tell you you need to do this? You know, did your <laughs> daddy or uncle, uncle so-and-so say, hey, that's a good field. You ought to get into neurosurgery and make a bunch of money and throw a few coins back this way. You know, people have those conversations. So it all depends on your why. And then what do you expect to come out of this? How are you? Do you need instant gratification or are you willing to build the long haul and just do what you're supposed to do. I guess that's around the corner type of uh, conversation, but I found that reinvention is never a one stop and it's, it's a mounted layer. Mm -hmm. action. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, you and I had talked in the past about the fact that um, most individuals spend 95% of their time thinking. So yeah. they're intellectualizing and you never find the right answer by being there which, um, you know, you might be weighing the odds, you might be saying, well, who says, or how am I going to know, or checking, you know, Google, or, you know, doing something. But the answers for each of us lies inside of our heart. And in the past, I've I've said to uh, other people on podcasts, we have 40,000 brain cells that are actually in our hearts to help us make wise decisions. And that seems so strange when you think about it. How can, how can brain cells be in your heart? But they are there. That's, the, that's how it works, is that if we use our intuition, our intuition is there. And so we can allow our intuition to guide us to make better decisions about our lives. And it's only for us. You know, I mean, you can't really have intuition for somebody else. You mm-hmm. might think that it would be a good idea. But again, that's thinking. You know, that's not intuitive understanding. So intuitive understanding for ourselves is what you've been doing. You know, you sit, you kind of ponder it for a while, you think about the pros, the cons, what is the best thing for me to do. And then when you figure that out, you have to be brave enough to take that first step. I like that word brave enough. (laughs) While you're pondering and you're listening to your intuition, you're listening to your gut, you Mm -hmm. have to stand ready to make a move. Now, maybe I'm going to stand down from what I was thinking I would do, or I need to have the grit and the gumption to find a way to move forward on that to, as they say, manifest it, to make it a reality. I need to make it a part of my life. And Lucy, do you think that that's well, we've discussed it before. That's where people get stuck. We're, we're, as you said, we're pondering, we're looking, but we really don't have the, the mindset or the gumption to move forward, to either make this happen, or I'm just going to step back and be okay with what I know is right for me. Right, right. I, I think um, it's fear, you know, and we, I use the acronym false evidence appearing real. So that is what people get hung up on. You know, it's like, what will others think? Will I make enough money? I'm safe here. You know, I have a 401. I have other benefits. How am I going to replace those? And so they start, you know, manifesting the fear-based reality and they stay right where they are. Uh, One way a lot of people can begin to gradually make that move is if they really and truly don't have maybe the revenue to just jump in uh, or the backing to be able to jump in is begin to do it slowly on the side. You know, so a lot of people like with podcasting in particular, um, you know, they might get a couple of years under their belt, just doing it very, very gradually and Mm -hmm. finessing it and fine tuning it and making sure that it actually, you know, is something they enjoy and that others enjoy before they maybe, you know, go full force into it. Um, And a lot of people are going to always do, you know, maybe the love of their life on the side. They may have to maintain. I know people that, you know, spent years in in college, uh, graduate school, you know, pursuing PhDs, pursuing medical degrees, and it wasn't what they wanted. Mm -hmm. You know, they thought it was, but it wasn't what they wanted. And so now they have, you know, probably a lot of tuition to repay. They've got other kinds of financial obligations. And they can't walk away from what it is they don't really like doing, which is so sad. You know, it it really and truly is. There is a person, um, I really like her. She's on um, uh, TED Talks quite often. If you look her up, her name is Brene Brown. Have you ever heard of her? I've I've seen her book. I think she's an author, isn't she? She is an author, um, but she's an absolutely uh, enjoyable, would, would be probably a small word um, to describe listening to her. She's got a great personality. And so she comes across uh, in a a humorous way, talking about very serious topics. Mm -hmm. But uh, so people could look her up, just Brene Brown. It's B-R-E-N-E and then Brown. And um, but she talked um, not very long ago about how, you know, when you go away to college, 
Uh, so many kids are on the fast track. They've already entered college with uh, two years under their belt from high school because they were taking accelerated classes. And they think they know what they want to do. But she comments, she said, go wait tables, go travel the world, go find other experiences before you make your mind up that this is what you want. For that very reason, that so many times you embark on a career that you think would be good for you and you find out it's not, but it's too late, you know, because you've got so much invested time and money wise. Plus your parents are probably, you're probably, you're probably living the life that your parents want you to live. Yeah. And, and you're I measuring think, up to them. Yeah. I have neighbors that are doing that now and I don't dare say anything to them because they have their kids on the fast track. Uh-huh. But social skills. These kids don't have the social skills that they really should have. And as both of us know, it's a big world. It's a cold world. It's a (laughs) cruel world. And if you don't have the social skills, you don't have a feeling of who you are. See, you know who you are. And I grew into who I am. I think that's a big part of the of the picture until if you don't know how to reinvent yourself, that's okay. Do, as you said, do a little bit of this, do a little bit of that, but concentrate on who you are. And that comes from your intuition and walking away from that fear of what someone's going to say. Uh And, and I can do this. I want to do this. If I want to be a singer, I want to be an artist, do some homework and find out how you can monetize that. How can you make that, that yours that, I mean, I just feel that, wow, I was trapped into a a job that I hated and it was a career, but it was a job 26 years at one corporation, but life kicks in. And when you don't have that backup Uh with that, you've been working on that side hustle, you are trapped. And that is sad. I think that's why so many people have gone into the great resignation uh, walk that we've seen people go through enough is enough. We get sick in our hearts and in our minds and our bodies. We get sick and toxic in our families because we're just not happy. We are so unfulfilled. And so many of us are living up to what others think. And it's just, it is draining. It's a waste of time. And we rob ourselves and the world, the essence of what we really are supposed to bring. You know, I mean, I love podcasting. I love it. I love teaching it. I want all women to find their voice and present it to the world. Because if somebody doesn't hear me, they're going to hear you. Or if they don't hear Lucy, they're going to hear somebody else. We can't continue to rob the world of what we're supposed to give because we're stuck or we're afraid or we're not prepared. Sometimes, Lucy, we're just not prepared for that big opportunity. We didn't invest in ourselves. We didn't read. We didn't study. We didn't get a mentor. We have to be ready for those things that we say that we want. We really, really do. And can I just add one other thing? Mm-hmm. This is what's bothering me. Can I just get on a soapbox for a minute? Sure, go ahead. (laughs) You know, it's the end of the year and everybody has a, a end of the year special or something like that. I hate the fact that our mailboxes, email boxes, even our mailboxes are full of these special offers. And they're going to a person that uh, gave their email address up because I think I may be interested in this, or I might want a little bit more information on this. And Lucy, I see so many people being taken advantage of monetarily because they're really not ready to take on that offer. They're stockpiling courses and information that they're probably never going to get to. They're subscribing to something way over their head instead of listening to their gut. Who do I go with? Don't let a whole lot of voices and a lot of experts and gurus get into my head and before my eyes and in my ears. If you're going to reinvent yourself and you're going to take advantage of somebody's year end special, niche that thing down and buy one product 
and study it, become a master of it, get a mentor or get into a mastermind, find where you're supposed to start and not feel the coffers of other people who are glad that you're interested and they're going to sell you anything. They'll sell you a piece of moon dust if you buy it. I don't like that. (laughs) I really don't like that because once again, we get overwhelmed. We get afraid. We don't do anything. What we did last year, we did that same thing. And here we are. We're still not where we want to be, where we know that we're supposed to be. Right. Well, I mean, isn't that exactly what happens as we make New Year's resolutions? Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, how many people at the beginning of the new year say, okay, I'm going to get into shape physically. I'm going to reinvest in me in whatever capacity that means. And it lasts for maybe 30 to 60 days if they're lucky. And then it goes sideways again. Yeah. So it, it's a commitment that you need to make to yourself. It's no one else, but Mm -hmm. you do need to make that commitment to yourself. So if you have a great book in you or an amazing song or an idea for creating a a new career, um, you know, then go for it, you know, and and take those baby steps. You don't have to invest a hundred thousand dollars, but you can take baby steps to find out how many people would be interested in what you have that you want to do and how many um, would, you know, support you as you get started. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I don't mean financially. I just mean, you know, encourage uh, support along those levels because it's a lonely field out there when you're embarking on something brand new and everybody kind of watches, you know, uh, is she really sincere? Is she really going to do this? How long is she going to do it? Um, You know, because I've been doing my podcast now for four years And um, so, I mean, you know, I'm sure in the very beginning, even I thought, yeah, do I really want to do this? (laughs) Um, It's a lot of work. It's a personal commitment. But the people that I have on the show, like yourself, I love getting to know all of these great minds. And everybody has, you know, a little different idea to offer. And it's fun. It's fun to be able to say, hey, you know, let me get that out for you. Maybe somebody will hear it and, you know, approach you, you never know where the next opportunity is going to come from. Never know. But you have to make that. I love the word that you used, I think, a couple of times. Commitment. Mm -hmm. This we we are in strange days and we can't be. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, how many people have lost their lives? So I think it brings us all back to the fact that we have to commit to our next. And especially when you're a boomer, I mean, ladies and gentlemen, how much, how long, much longer are we going to be around here? And, and let's commit. I love that word this year, commit the baby steps, Mm -hmm. commit yourself to the baby steps and invest in yourself a hundred thousand dollars. No, I right out the gate. I gave out 15,000. I'll never do that again. Never, ever. I never tell a person to do that. That's what I did. Mm-hmm. But there are people that can help you um, get where you need to get. But as Lucy said, you have to commit to that instead of buying that new flat screen TV, that 80 inch. And what's the one that, that, uh, it comes up, has a base and the picture comes up. Oh my goodness. Misty Copeland is coming up from the screen there. The (laughs) screen is coming. It's a beautiful piece of machinery. It's technology at its best, but do you really need that? Right. When your dreams are being deferred, as James Baldwin says, when what you know that you're supposed to do that that TV is going to trump what you're supposed to do, what you're supposed to create within yourself. Do you really want to do that? Right. You know, you have to ask yourself that. Well, and, and, you know, going back to health and wellness, I mean, if you really stop and think about it, um, you know, s- spending a lot of time in front of any screen, whether mm-hmm. it's a computer screen or whether it's a television screen is not in the best interest of your health. You do need to get up and move around. And they have these uh, desks, you know, that are where you can stand. Yeah. But for, I have one, but Me unfortunately uh, I don't use it nearly as much as I would like because I, you know, in counseling, I'm taking notes. And so it's very difficult to have eye contact with the person if you're doing a zoom session and take notes and be standing 
you know, it, it doesn't work very well. Um, so, but I, you know, I heard something the other day and um, it was from a medical doctor actually. So I was quite impressed. Um, it was a two hour program. I'll have to send you the link to it, but it was a two hour program and you can watch it in pieces. But he mentions the importance of getting out in forest in amongst the trees. Oh my. And he said, like for you in California, um, eucalyptus areas, um, ones that are cedar, you know, or pine, if you're in the upper elevations and breathing the essence of trees. So it's not just the exchange of carbon dioxide and oxygen that we're after. It's the fact that the oil that's in that aroma is so good for you, uh, you know, on a personal level, on like an aromatherapy level, if you will, um, and for your lungs. And what's really strange is many years ago, I was in um, Salzburg and we stayed just across the border in Germany in a town called Bad Reichenhall. And that used to be Hitler's headquarters for part of his travels. And they have a walk and he used to march his men evidently around this. It was so surreal when I was there, but it, it's vines, eucalyptus vines, and the water mm. runs over these vines. And he would have his men do their exercising and deep breathing around that. It's, it's a very long fountain. And so they would march you know, around that. So even somebody like Hitler knew the importance of breathing and understanding how to get centered course, his centering is a little bit different than what we would uh, certainly approve of today. But, you know, everybody has a small amount of information. And it's like with podcasting, you can put all of these pieces together. So it becomes really exciting because I don't have to have all of the information. Mm -hmm. I can consult with you or any of my other guests and they bring their piece. And so I think, um, you know, as people are finishing out 2021 and we're looking at going into 2022, which is interesting because the number eight, um, when you add everything up, uh, um, not six, excuse me, 2022, when you add, look at numerology and see what six means and, um, you know, look at your name and, you know, what letter of the alphabet, what number that is, but numerology has um, a big part of where we're going to. You know, I think uh, I constantly see the numbers seven and 11, and those are very spiritual numbers, uh, but mm -hmm. they are constantly in my life. Mm -hmm. But there's other numbers that are meaningful as well. So we can pull all these little pieces together in terms of our wellness health wise, in terms of where we are emotionally, uh, in terms of where we are spiritually. And, you know, it doesn't mean religion necessarily. It just means you know, do you believe that there is a higher purpose? Mm -hmm. Are you living your higher purpose? And if you feel that you're not, you know, how do you want to get in touch with that as we're going into 2022? I like the way you tie everything. And because really, when you think about podcasting, everybody has a different voice, a different take, mm -hmm. and the experiences that everybody brings, if we're authentic, yeah. they are amazing and some of the stories the breakthroughs that come from podcasting so it, it really really is one heck of an industry but I'm thinking about what you've done you've been podcasting you started out you're there in Wisconsin correct uh actually I'm in Florida but I was in, in Wisconsin in Wisconsin I remember you saying something about the Green Bay Packers and your therapy working as a therapist and I'm thinking of the way you've impacted people and reached people so that they can tie these things together and how now you're back into therapy because mm -hmm. that is so very necessary. And I guess I think of that because I want people to know that these are strange days and it's a word that I keep using. And if a person thinks that they need a deeper dive, someone in particular to help them make sense of what's going on, they should think along the lines of therapy. Mm -hmm. I mean, when I came out after 26 years, I was war torn. I, I was seeking a therapist and I did for a year after I came out of corporate. So especially during these days when 
as the kids say, we're feeling some kind of way. I really think that people need to think along the lines of therapy. We look at our how it's affecting our youth, our uh-huh. young kids. It's uh-huh. enough to make you cry. And if we're going to be effective parents, effective uh, colleagues and podcasters, whatever we're doing in this world, I truly believe that we, we get to a day where we just need some help. We need another set of eyes and ears to help us along. What say you to that, Lucy? No, I, I'm finding that to be very, very true. I mean, I have been uh, a psychotherapist for over 35 years. Um, so I've been doing it a very long time. But I, I kind of took a hiatus a little bit. You know, I decided to do the podcast. I wrote a book, um, you know, so I did a few other things. Mm-hmm. And last June, I, you know, realized that my gift, you know, I am a healer. Um, I, I can heal physically people, but I'm also a healer in terms of emotional healing. And I had walked away from it. Like I said, you know, I think I needed a break from it for a while. And I think after my husband died uh, four years ago, I wasn't in the best place to be a therapist for others. I needed some time to do my own healing. But what I'm finding is um, with technology today, I mean, I absolutely love my iPhone and I can send motivational quotes. I can send videos. I can send all kinds of things that I would not have done a few years ago, even because, you know, it's it's so available to do. So if I'm working with someone, they have an appointment once a week, you know, an hour and I do it as Zoom and I do it on the phone. I, I don't have to have brick and mortar anymore. They don't have to drive any place. I don't have to drive any place. Um, but I will send them things and then we'll talk about what I've sent. So they, they know they're going to have homework from me. It's not just check in once a week. It's I want you to become the best person that you're capable of being. And this is how I do it. And it's how I've always done it. But before they came to my office, now I can just do it, you know, like I'm talking to you. So um, one of the neatest things that I've been doing, and it has opened so many people's eyes, is I have them go in 10 year increments. So from birth to 10, from 11 to 20, from 21 to 30, however old they are, they work in 10 minute or 10 year increments. And what they need to be looking at, this is part of their homework assignment each time, is what were my beliefs during that time frame? So those beliefs become the threads that go with you through your lifetime. So if you believed that having a family that was loving and supportive didn't exist for most people, you know, if that was your belief, because you didn't see it in any families around you, they were bickering, there was alcohol, there was drug abuse, there was uh, violence, you know, whatever it might be, then obviously trusting relationships is going to be extremely difficult for you as you move into your 20s and 30s when you are ready to develop maybe a relationship. Um, so I have them look at all of that. And then they be, it's like they get all of these aha moments. They go, oh, my gosh. That is how I'm looking at things today. And so it is so cool because I can give them the tools that they can then begin to say, no, that was then I am changing my belief system. Therefore, my mindset will change. Therefore, my life will change. But that's how it's done. It's transformative and people need that kind of guidance. Well, yeah, right now we do. I mean, everybody is so... Um, you know, beyond confused because of what we hear on television or read or the social media reports. I mean, there's so much conflict. And um, I'm afraid that a lot of people are literally like putting their head in the sand and saying, la, 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 I don't want to know anymore. And that's not the answer either. No, it's not. Uh, you're, I'm tempted to go there myself, but I told myself, no, you have to stay informed. But <laughs> it gets to be a bit much. It's yeah. like, yeah. holy cow, you right. know. Right. But we're blessed to have people such as yourself available to the world. You literally can have access to the world now. And we we need that. There was a school shooting, what? three days ago, four mm-hmm. days ago. And it yeah, just, Michigan. Oh my, 
it just bothers me so it really does and who how do we reach our youth and what are the answers you know but when we hear when you speak as freely as you do on your podcast then it gives people a connection somebody mm-hmm. that they can get in contact with because uh we, 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 we can't solve things by ourselves. We have to do it by way of connection. And once again, that's the beauty of technology. That's the beauty of podcasting. It gives people an opportunity to connect. And you just never know what you're going to hear, when you're going to hear it, and how it's going to rest in your, in your spirit. So that's yeah. what I love about it all. Right. Do do? No. I mean, that's so true. You know, probably even as short as 50 years ago. I mean, think about what the world looked like then. It was more innocent, but it was much more innocent because we didn't have the ability to know what was going on like we do today. So today, information is instantaneous if we want it to be. And I think that makes everything seem much worse Mm -hmm. because violence is reported um, on the news at the top of the hour, you know, so you, you get the very moment that something awful has happened someplace in the world. Yeah. And it makes us think that nobody's safe. Mm -hmm. It makes us think that, you know, there's just a tremendous amount of violence and hatred. And I don't know that that's necessarily true, but I think it appears to be true. Mm-hmm. because we see so much more of it you know 50 years ago um I, you know people sat on their front porches you know they yeah. you know waved at their neighbors they you know women were not working uh, as much as they mm-hmm. are today you know children were uh, supervised if not by moms then maybe grandmas or aunts and uncles you know that weren't working so yes. the family was much more connected than it is today And I think all of that has made a huge difference in our family values as well. I think that the escalation of what we, what we see, and uh, I'm thinking 50 years ago, man, my dad would be out in that garage and he'd have his radio on and he'd <laughs> listen to the news. He, and then sometimes he'd come inside and he'd watch the news. But that that radio would definitely be going. So a lot of people were listening. But now when it's in real time and we see it, it's mm-hmm. almost like, oh, my God. And you keep seeing that day in and day out. And Every news outlet has its own take. I think, I want to think that they try to give it to us uh, factually, but mm-hmm. I don't know about that all the time. We see so many different angles and views and vantage points, you know, mm-hmm. and the, it just, we just need, we need people such as yourself. And it, it gets, just gets back to don't be ashamed to seek out therapy. Don't be ashamed to. Because you could be saving your neighbor, you, you know, and I mean, look at this thing of suicide at my church. I, I, our church is back in. I go to church every Sunday and there are people that say, pray for my nephew. He's thinking about suicide or uh, my my neighbor is grieving because their nephew committed suicide or my daughter's uh, my daughter's brother son, my daughter's brother's son committed suicide after 10 attempts. And the man was not even 40. Oh so my goodness. Yeah. We, we need, we need to look out for each other. I think, mm-hmm. I think Lester Holtz at the end of his uh, news commentator says, be, be good to yourself and take care of each other or something like that. Mm-hmm. And am I my neighbor's keeper? We really need to be when we see something or we hear something that is way off or something that could escalate. We have to say something. We have to try to intervene and maybe we can do it anonymously, but it's we can't have our head in the sand about or look the other no, way all the time. No, no, we really can't. We don't have to necessarily have our names attached. You know, there's the whistleblower thing or there's the anonymous hotlines that we can call in. There's a myriad of ways that we can be involved, but we can't just say, uh, oh, well, that's I hope it doesn't happen. Oh, mm-hmm. well, I hope they're OK. 
We can't mm-hmm. do that. Mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't work anymore. There's too much going on. I think I personally think it's always been going on, but because of real time um, and the way we have to communicate, we're all knowledgeable right now. Mm-hmm. So I'm getting well, off my soapbox. I just feel yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was even thinking to myself, you know, I mean, I think a lot of this began with Kennedy's death, you know, because mm. we had so much coverage back then. And then, you know, you move on down the road and it was, you know, um, 9-11. I mean, that was, you know, constant for days and days and days that we were brought into the loop and not that it was bad, but it was just, that was the way it was. Yeah. Um, the same with Princess Diana, you know, when she died and, uh, and Dr. We, King, when Dr. Yeah, King, King. Uh, 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 Robert Kennedy. Kennedy. It's mm-hmm. like we just had a series, Malcolm X. It's like we just had a series of of people. And then we all had fellow family members that we lost along the way. So we've all got these histories of great deaths mm-hmm. that we've had to come past. My sister is, has been gone for four years, you know? I still miss Thomasine. We learn how to podcast together, you know? Oh, I have to tell you this, and maybe you'll want to do it out in LA. Uh, uh, Sunday morning, which is like uh, the CBS show on Sunday morning. Okay, so I have always watched that because it would be over in time to go to church. And so I, you know, could watch it right up to the very end. Uh And um, a couple of weeks ago, they uh, had a story about this man who was missing his mother. And so he found a rotary dial phone and he put it on some plywood and took it to a neighboring woods where people, you know, walked all the time, mounted it to a tree and put a note there, you know, I guess uh, into the wood um, that said, if you're missing a loved one, call them. Oh my goodness. And so many people have now gone and found this tree and called a parent, a brother, a sister, a child, you know, just to talk to them symbolically. And it has made a huge difference. There, there are some of these places uh, because they've started just like the little libraries. I donated a little library with uh, some friends a year ago to a neighboring park for literacy. So you take a book and you, you know, uh, bring a book that whole concept. But this um, has also caught on. And I'm going to do it um, a little bit south of where I live now in a park um, and put it up, you know, on a tree and just say, you know, if you're missing a loved one, reconnect, reconnect with them. And because it's so symbolic to pick up the phone, you would have dialed their number and said, hey, I was just thinking about you. Can't wait to tell you about this and this. Uh, And I love the idea because, I mean, grief is my specialty. Losses are my specialty. And so we've had so many of them where we weren't able to connect with loved ones that were in hospitals over these last two years. They were in nursing homes. They were, you know, just not available because of the danger of maybe contracting COVID if you went to visit them. And they died without being able to say goodbye. And so this is an avenue, at least you know, of reconnecting with that person, but maybe you'll want to do it someplace out there in LA. Oh, you know, my mind is already gone there, right? I live in Gardena, uh-huh. uh, Southern California in the South Bay. And that would, that is such a wonderful idea. Such a wonderful idea. I'm going to look into that, Lucy. Yeah. I, I you know, feel that. I, um, I was able to go and get the first phone uh, at a neighborhood thrift store because people were donating the old phones, the princess phones and things. Yes. And yes. so, you, I, you know, today we have cell phones, but these, you, so you need to look around for, you know, an old either push button phone that you can mount on wood or a rotary phone that you can mount on wood. One gentleman had actually found a phone booth. Now I think that would be a little bit pricey, but um, you know, he put out a phone booth where people could have privacy by closing it in and talk to whoever they wanted to talk to. Um, but I love the idea. And then there are churches that have uh, rather large amounts of property around them. A lot of the unity churches do, uh, not all of them, but some of them do. And um, so, you know, you, if your church has a significant amount of property, 
you know, ask for permission to put it on the property someplace yeah. because then church members could do it, but also they could tell somebody who wasn't a church member and our churches are losing membership. Yeah. And so what a nice way to reintroduce somebody to a church, you know, is to, you know, put something like that on their property. We just built our church, church just built out a garden, mm-hmm. beautiful patio garden area. And that would be, that's something that would be uh, really something because we haven't lost a lot of parishioners. We haven't lost a lot of people from our church, but we've all suffered loss, a degree mm-hmm. of loss, sisters, mm-hmm. brothers, mothers, fathers, and that demystifies and, and takes away the sting of, well, you should just, they're gone. They're gone to heaven. They're better off and just dismiss how you're feeling. Right, exactly. Right. And, and that's, there's some people that are hard line like that. I know. And they, it's almost like, well, I'm never going to tell you about how I feel. <laughs> but there are times when I'm going down, um, I'm going past where my mother and father are buried. And I'll say, hi, mom. Hi, dad. You know, I don't just duck in, but that would be so cool. Pick up the phone because I remember our old house uh, phone number. Back in Rockford, Illinois, I remember that phone number. They yep, had it for go. 40 years. Oh, my so, goodness. Right. And But those are numbers that are like embedded in our thinking yeah. and our brains. And uh, what, a, what a great way to, I mean, during the holidays, a birthday, you know, a special occasion where they're not there anymore to sort of make that little trip instead of to the cemetery, because maybe the cemetery, in my case, my mom and dad are in Wisconsin. I'm in Florida. Oh. So I can't go there. But what if there was a phone that was in a woods near me and I could just go and talk to them that way? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That would be, you know what, Lucy, that would be a great holiday pop up. Yes. Yes. Thank you. You're welcome. (laughs) You know, this is where I think podcasting can be so beneficial is You know, somebody listening to this may Mm -hmm. have the same reaction that you're having, like, wow, I want to do that. And so all of a sudden, you know, you have a little movement of people that are helping others move through their grief, but also stay connected to loved ones, you know, that are no longer here. Yeah. Wow. So cool. We've lost a lot of people. We've had to say goodbye. What an awesome idea. Yeah. The power of podcasting. Here you go. There you go. <laughs> and where there is synergy, there are ideas and there's life. Yes. That was yeah. a life changing idea right yeah. there. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And, uh, and you get that at, if you do join a mastermind group, you get the synergy of, of other people that have uh, creative minds all sharing. Um, so, you know, life can be an adventure if you want it to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the key is making sure that you have that ability to connect and, and it's one way, you know, to do it. So, well, you made mention of the, um, of the mastermind. There are some people that need, that want to change. They want access to the energy synergy. They want to free themselves. So you want to take a moment to tell people about the, the mastermind that you, uh, that you run. I mean, do you, do you still do that? I, I don't do the mastermind group anymore myself because I really don't have time, mm-hmm. but um, there are mastermind groups in almost every community. Mm-hmm. And if you just uh, Google mastermind and put in your community where you live, there's probably one going. And sometimes it's just like-minded friends, you know, yeah. so you can have two or three or five or 10, you know, people, it's kind of like a book club. You know, yeah. except except it's, you know, for ideas and how to support one another in personal growth, as opposed to talking about a book. Um, but you just kind of um, you might start with, you know, three or four and just agree that you're going to meet once uh, a month and come in with new ideas and then bring a few new people in with you. Um, but it's a great way to support one another on their personal quest. I always think of Don Quixote. and you know man of la mancha Uh and so you know the impossible dream well we all have these dreams and they're not impossible if you believe them they only become impossible when you say no that's for somebody else not me and so that kind of brings us full circle back to this risk-taking you know that we have been talking about is that we have to believe in ourselves 
much like Don Quixote. You have to believe that you do have a purpose and you have to be willing to take the risk and leave the fear behind. I think you summed it up completely. That's it. We overthink it. We make it what it's not, but that's, I think you simplified it. That's it. That's Uh how you move forward. Yeah. And, and it is baby steps. And sometimes after you take enough baby steps, you can run. Yeah. (laughs) So I'm sure that both of us can um, do some running in the future. Oh yeah. Oh, we have to, people are counting on us and we've invested too much of ourselves and our intuition tells us we can't stop. We have uh-huh. to go to the next. So yeah, we have some running to do in 2022. We definitely do. Hey, that's kind of a nice little uh, way to end this running in 2022. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. I like that. We are going to do some running in 2022. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Margo, tell everybody how they can get hold of you if they would like to talk to you personally. I would love to speak with anyone who's looking to reinvent themselves. And my my uh, strategist is going to say, oh, you shouldn't say anyone. But I understand this thing of reinvention hits men and women. And the great resignation has lured us all that way. So I'm Margo, M-A-R-G-O-L-O-V-E-T-T.com. My website, that's where I have the podcast. That's where I have the academy where I teach podcasting. Everything's up under one umbrella, which is the way I think that it should be. So MargoLevette.com. Yeah, I love the fact that you do have it under one umbrella because otherwise, you know, you can have a lot of different places you have to go. (laughs) So very good. Well, I, again, loved having you as my guest. Uh, I'm sure we're going to stay connected as uh, uh, soul sisters here and uh, support each other through 2022 as well. That's what it's going to call for. And indeed we are. We have an energy and a synergy. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. All right, dear. Have a beautiful Christmas season. um, And we will be talking to you again in 2022. Indeed, indeed. Thank you, Lucy. Thank you very much. Thank you. And everybody out there, uh, please uh, share this recording with Margo and myself, because I know there's a lot to be learned within this particular recording. Thanks so much. And go out there and make it your best life. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Boomers Forever Young is really making a name for themselves as an exciting nutritional company with products that really work. People from all over the country are starting to take notice. Their whole person approach to health and wellness, combined with their unique array of powerful natural health products, are setting them apart from all the other companies in the nutrition industry. Their customers love the one-on-one free consultations and the results they experience. Sound a little too good to be true? Then go online to boomerboost.com today and sign up for a free consultation with a product specialist or just give us a call at 1-800-861-4609. Again, that's boomerboost.com or call 1-800-861-4609 to join the thousands already experiencing the benefits of Boomers Forever Young products.